Pastor Michelle Donatien coming to you from Michelle Donatien Ministries. And I want to encourage you with a fresh word from the Lord today. To Jesus be all the praise. Well, hello, hello, and welcome. Today is the December 1st. 2020 edition of the podcast and I am Pastor Michelle Donatian coming to you with a fresh word today. I'm really looking forward to this time because God has given me a special powerful word for you and we're going to be talking to you today about obedience. So I want you to get yourself settled in, get yourself a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, a glass of orange juice, Relax and get ready for a time together as I share a powerful word about obedience. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I'm really excited and I'm really excited to share this with you today. As I was praying and asking the Lord, you know, he always knows exactly what to do. He always knows And I'm so excited about it. So we're going to begin by first praying, and then we are going to get into the meat and potatoes of the word. All right, let's begin. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. I thank you, Lord God, for each and every person here at the sound of my voice. And I ask you, Lord God, to touch their hearts, Lord God. Holy Spirit, you take over and you give me the right words to say. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. And all God's people said, Thank you and amen. Hallelujah. Well, today we're going to be talking about obedience. Obedience and why is obedience to the Lord important? Well, obedience to the Lord is how God moves in your life. He moves through your obedience. And what a wonderful God we serve. And so many people can look down and look in his word and be and see the testimony of just how he moved through obedience. Now, I want to share a story with you and just follow me here. Bear with me as I share a little bit about my own life. You know, I used to have a big problem with directions. Before GPSs, some of you know what I'm talking about. You know, I'm 45 and uh, some of you who are around my age and older know what I mean, at least about not having a GPS. Some of you have never been directionally challenged, and that is wonderful for you. But in the past, I was directionally challenged. And so I would get lost almost every time I would travel. I could have a map. People could give me directions. And I would get lost. Well, I should say, in those days, I didn't use a map until a good friend of mine, he was an older man, saw my need for a map. (laughs) And he said, I want to teach you how to read a map. Bless his heart. So I'm so grateful that he taught me how to read a map. And now I know how to read a map. And now I don't need to read a map. (laughs) I hope you liked that little joke there. Well, we have GPSs now. And we have GPSs in our cell phones and in our iPads and in our cars. But I still like an old-fashioned map because sometimes the GPS just turns off. That happened to me once. That happened to me once. But I'm going to tell you this little story. And it's not really a full story. It's just bits and pieces of things. And so here's the thing. When I was directionally challenged, 
every weekend I would go somewhere to meet up with some friends. And every weekend I would get lost and I would be there late, hours late. Actually, wherever I went, anytime I traveled, I would get lost and be at that place hours late. Every single time. I would get directions. I would write them down. I would get lost. I would stop and ask somebody for directions. I would go most of the directions. Either I wasn't really fully listening at times and so I couldn't quite get them all, or I didn't want to say I didn't quite get that, or, you know, I just would say, well, this last one doesn't sound right, so I'm going to go my way. Does that sound familiar to you? Nine, I know you're following me here, and I'm just, just, I want you to just really follow this full circle. We have often done that with God, where the Lord God will give us instructions, directions, and tell us exactly what he wants us to do. We cry out to him, and we say, many of us have said, well, why is it that I couldn't figure this thing out, or Lord, I need you to help me with this thing. And then we would go and we would just do our own thing. Now, I want to share with you in scripture today. Now, you know, we have a short time. We don't have a lot of time today, but we do have some time. And I want to share with you in scripture about how the Lord God will use your obedience to bless you. Elijah is the perfect example. There are so many people in in scripture that God has used and God has used their obedience. But I want to share with you about Elijah. Elijah is one of my favorite men in the Bible. He really is one of them. Jesus is, of course, you know, well, I just love Jesus. He is my love. But anybody who wasn't the Lord in the Bible, Elijah is one of my favorites. Elijah and Elisha are I think they're probably two of my favorite men of God in the Bible. They were so powerful and yet so obedient. And that's why they were powerful. You see, when I used to not follow the directions all the way through for various reasons, I would get lost and couldn't understand how it would happen. And I'm telling you, I would be so lost that I would be like in other states, other cities, not even like as if I had never even been in the pool in the city I was in. When we obey the word of God, we have full and full directions. There is no question about should I do this? It is completely understood. God gives us full details in the word of God when he speaks to your spirit as well. Because when he speaks to us through his word or he speaks to us through our spirit or he speaks to us through, you know, a vision or a dream, it's very clear. You might have to say, Lord, will you show me? Will you help me understand? Will you give me revelation? Yeah, you might have to say that. But when he gives you revelation, there's no question about it. Absolutely no question about it. Because God is faithful. He said, I love thee for I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Someone that loves you is not trying to make you walk around as if you're blind and just figure it out for yourself. No. How about your children? 
Do your children get it right every time? Mine don't. Well, I have one. So when my daughter doesn't get it right, do I just say, ah, forget about it. Just let her figure it out on herself, on her own. I'm just tired of this. No, no. I painstakingly go and I correct her. And she's a grown woman. But I'll say to her, well, you know you're wrong. She may or may not want to hear it because she's human. And I pray and God always changes her heart. God doesn't just leave us out there. He does more than what I did, more than me saying, you know, you're wrong here. Let me have patience with you because I don't have the patience that God has. I ask him to give me patience, but I'm human, friends. My flesh can get in the way. And I know you know what I'm talking about. Your flesh can get in the way too. But we ask the Lord to give us perfect patience, perfect love. So we love our brothers and sisters in Christ because my friends, our children, are our brothers and sisters in Christ. And I'm only using them as an example because I think sometimes many parents get very frustrated with their kids. Like I have told you from the beginning of time when you were born and I've said from you to you from the day you were born, the day you came out of the womb, I told you this rule and you still can't remember it. I know sometimes we have felt like that. I've felt like that. I've said something like that before and I was wrong, but it's, it was what I said. It was the way I felt until I began to see, well, you see, God loves us with patience. God loves us. He doesn't love us that way. He doesn't respond to us that way. No, he responds to us exactly the way that we need to have him respond to us with love and love sometimes is very firm. Oftentimes it's very firm. Other times it's very soft. It's always full of grace because when you correct your children, isn't it because you love them? Because you see them going down the wrong path and you want them to be obedient because it will help them not to control them. Many children think, oh, parents just want to control. They don't understand. A parent, a godly parent, I cannot speak about a worldly parent, but a godly parent wants what's best for that child. And even worldly parents, I mean, listen, worldly parents love their children too, and they love them dearly, but they don't have the Lord God to lead them. So oftentimes it's much more flesh than it is for a godly parent. But godly parents are, you know, we can make mistakes too. Now here's the thing. When your children are disobeying, it breaks your heart, doesn't it? Not because they are just not your little robot. No, because you don't want that. A woman or man of God does not want that. They want their children to blossom into who God created them to be. If there are similarities, that's fine. That's great. That's wonderful. But you want them to be who they want them to be. A man or woman of God that's a parent. That's what they want for their children. So while children often may think, oh, mom and dad just want us to be little clones. They just want us to be just like them. No, that's a lie from the pit of hell. That's the way the enemy has duped many children and many teenagers. But what we want as parents, and you know, I'm just preaching to the choir right here. Many of you, you are men and women of God. You want what's best for your children and you want to see them carry out what God has called them to carry out in their life. You want to see them live out the reason God created them. They may or may not understand it. 
but you still correct them, don't you? You still talk to them, don't you? You still teach them, don't you? You still have patience with them. You still ask the Lord God to help you have patience with them. You still pray for them and watch God move in their lives, don't you? That's what I do. Now, what about God and Elijah? God spoke to Elijah and gave him exact instructions. See, we give our children instructions and we expect them to carry them out. How about when God gives us instruction? He didn't give it to us to control us. He gave it to us to help us. Praise be to God. Because he knew what was going to happen. He knew the pitfalls that would, that would be presented to you. He knew what the enemy was going to try to trap you with. He knew it from the beginning of time. Now I want to take you to Elijah. To talk about Elijah in the book of 1 Kings. And we're, we're, we're running a little short on time here. But I'm going to take you here. And I want you to follow along with me. I want you to write these scriptures down. I want you to read about the full story of what happened with Elijah. And how the Lord God used him. And Elisha too. Those were two of the most powerful men of God in the Bible. Not the most, but two of that. We know Jesus. I just give my Jesus the glory. Hallelujah. He, at, in the word of God, he was 100% man and 100% God. There is nobody more powerful than our Lord. But when we talk about mere men, okay, mere women, there were two, Elijah and Elisha were two of the most powerful men of God in the Bible. There may have been more that I don't know about, but I just really love, I just love to read and study about Elijah and Elisha. So I want you to go with me to the book of First Kings. All right, and we're going to start in the chapter 17. Chapter 17, verse 1. And here's what it says. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Cherith, that is, before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook. And I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Now, let's read on, let's read on. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. It doesn't say that he stopped. It says, so he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. The very next verse. For he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. And he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. So verse eight says, and the word of the Lord, I want you to notice this. The word of the Lord comes to Elijah as soon as it's time. And the word of the Lord came unto him saying, arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Now, the Lord God sent Elijah to go talk to Ahab, 
to go tell Ahab because of your disobedience. You know, further back in verse in chapter 16 and 15, you hear about Ahab's wickedness. This is Ahab's wickedness that caused this. And the Lord God speaks to Elijah and tells him exactly what to do and tells him exactly what to say to Ahab and tells him there's not going to be any rain for these years until I say there'll be rain. And that's what, that's what Elijah was told by the Lord to say. And we know that he was told by the Lord to say it because later on when the rain finally comes, Elijah prays and asks God to bring the rain. Elijah didn't do it himself as Ahab thought. Elijah was obedient to the Lord and the Lord God had his way. But Elijah was an obedient servant. That's why he was so powerful. God did the work through the man of God's obedience. He went, he talked to Ahab. He said what God said. Lord did what he said he was going to do through Elijah. Then God sent Elijah to where he sent him to go. The Lord did through his obedience exactly what he said he would do for Elijah. Then when it was time for him to have more food because the brook dried up, because there was no water, we know there were three years with no water. Imagine three years, no water. But God took care of Elijah. Because he was obedient, he could partake of and enjoy God's provision. Let me tell you something. Every time I got to the end of those directions, when somebody gave me the directions and I decided to go my way, it got me into trouble every single time. Now, I didn't even realize that I was really doing that. I didn't even realize it. And just in my mind, I thought, well, this makes more sense. I really thought I was being wise. But how many times has our own wisdom, man's wisdom, gotten us into trouble? How many times has it gotten you into trouble? My friend, I'm here to tell you, be obedient to God. Be obedient, as the Bible says, obedient unto the death. And you will be redeemed. You have been, and you will have an eternal life with the Lord. You win. Because if you live in Jesus and his spirit lives within you, he wins, therefore you win. Revelations says so. I'm going to turn there. Well, I'm not going to turn there. I want you to go there. Revelations chapter 10. Glory be to God. 10, 11, and 12. And he says, and they were obedient till the death. Hallelujah. They were obedient till the death. They overcame him. Who? The accuser of the brethren, which is Satan. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. They were obedient until the death. So even if it was going to be that their obedience would cause them to have death, meaning if someone said, renounce Jesus Christ, and they said no, or you said no, If they died, they died. So be it. Because they loved the Lord so much that they were obedient to the death. My friends, I pose that question to you. Are you obedient to the death? Listen, you might not be there right now. I'll tell you, I wasn't always there. 
I'm there today by the grace of God. Because when I think of any other alternative, what else is there? How can I be without my Lord? I can't stand a minute without him. I can't stand a minute without him. And my friends, you feel the same way. Many of us have said, well, I couldn't do it. You could because you love him. You love him. They were obedient until the death, to the death. When you love the Lord, you'll do anything for him. And the more that you spend time with him, the more you'll do. The more you give up your own flesh. That's what God says. Lay down your life. Take up the cross. Really, you have been bought. Your body is a holy temple of the Lord. It's his. Your body, your life is his now. He bought you with the blood. So now, our job is to let him live through us. Let his life shine. Let him live in you. And he will get the glory. Hallelujah. Just surrender. Just say, Lord God, whatever you say, I'll do it. God bless you. Well, my sweet friends, I hope and pray that that blessed and encouraged you. Glory be to God. The Lord is so faithful and he will always, always, always have a word that's right on time for you. I know so many of you are saying, thank you, Lord Jesus, for that word. Because it's the way the Lord God works. There's only one Holy Spirit and he speaks to his people. And if we will be obedient to him, then watch what he does. So as we close in prayer today, glory be to God, we're going to remember our brothers and sisters who are being persecuted around the world right now. Remember, many have been tortured. Many are being tortured. Many have been killed, are being killed right now as we speak. You know, it's a crime to be a Christian in North Korea and in China. If you're a Christian in North Korea, they'll they'll torture you and kill you. Not a question about it. They will, not maybe, you might end up. No, they will because they don't want anybody to come against the government regime. In China, people who are 18 years and under are not allowed to step foot in any religious gathering, building that where there would be a religious gathering. So that's how the government controls them. They don't give the children a chance to grow up as Christians. So then they have these godless men and women walking around controlling their society or being controlled by their government. Now we know God is bigger than all of that, but we need to pray so that the Lord God will move through our prayers because he tells us that's what we should do. So out of obedience, sweet brothers and sisters, we're going to do it. Dear Heavenly Father, we love and honor you and we glorify your precious name. I thank you, Lord God, for each and every one that has listened and joined me here at the sound of my voice. Lord God, touch them, meet every one of their needs, Lord God, heal them, give them wisdom. So many are asking for wisdom right now. Give them wisdom and give them the desire and the strength to carry out exactly what you say. 
Father God, we lift up the people of God, Lord, and, and their families as well, Lord God. I lift up their, their families. And I ask you, Father God, to turn their hearts, each and every child, every uncle, aunt, cousin, niece, nephew, mother, father, husband, spouse, husband, wife, grandmother, grandfather. I ask you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, brother, sister, that you would move in their hearts and turn their hearts to you, Lord God. Speak to them. Speak to their spirits, Lord God. Let them know it's you. Those that have drifted away, Father God, bring them back and change their hearts, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. I ask you to use your people to plant a seed. Hallelujah. That you may get the harvest in the name of Jesus. Lord, I lift up your persecuted church and I ask you in the name of Jesus to strengthen them. Oh, strengthen each one at the sound well, I can't say it, the sound of my voice, but I can say it just each and every persecuted brother or sister around the world. I ask you to strengthen them, Lord God. Give them wisdom and, 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 and give them a desire to serve you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We love you. We glorify you. Hallelujah. And I ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you will give them a provision, the provision that they need, whatever it is, whether it be Bibles, whether it be leaders, whether it be helpers in the name of Jesus. And I pray that for each and every one of the body of Christ, those listening at the sound of my voice and all across the world in the name of Jesus, that they may have what they need, Lord God. Even I lift up my own ministry that you will take care of those needs, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And we know you're going to do it. I know you have already done it. So I plead your precious blood. I thank you for that, Lord. And I plead your precious blood over each and every one, Lord God, and their families, their homes and their properties, their businesses and their finances, their ministries, hallelujah, their jobs and their relationships and their realms of influence. Lord God, I ask you to I plead actually the blood of Jesus over everything you've ordained for them in their lives. In the name of Jesus, I ask you, Father God, that you will protect them. In Jesus' precious name and all God's people said, amen and thank you, Lord. Well, my friends, I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for joining me here today. And I will see you, Lord willing tomorrow. And don't forget to follow me on social media as well. And give me a nice thumbs up, a thank you. Like, you know, thumbs up is, is the social media way of saying thanks <laughs> or saying that you liked it or saying that you want to hear more. Let me know because it, it blesses me and I can continue to come back and make more videos and make more podcasts. So you know that you can find me at my website, michelledonatian.com, or you can go to anchor.fm forward slash michelledonatian ministries. And we're on many other podcasts. You're listening all over the world. I've seen it. I see in our numbers that you're all over the world and you're listening through many, many, many other podcasts. And I praise God for that. So you can go to my uh, Facebook page. You can go to my Instagram account, my, what else do I have? Uh, YouTube and uh, Periscope and Twitter. And I'm looking for more, uh, more uh, in, uh, social media websites. But at this point, the centralized place is michelledonatian.com. That's my website. So you can go and find everything there. And um, I'm just really excited and continue to pray for my ministry. 
Pray for us. We are working on a prayer meeting right now uh, in this area where we're going to be ministering and praying with many, many leaders and other men and women of God. And we're working on that. And that prayer meeting is going to be January 1st, 2021. So you are one of the first to hear about it. I need you to be praying for us. We need people uh, to lead in worship. We need musicians. Uh, We need a location. Hallelujah. And we need the people to come and pray. Glory be to God. So I'm asking you to lift us up for that. Uh, You know, our ministry Michelle Donatine Ministries, and we're looking for people not just only in the state of Delaware, where I am, but in the neighboring states and around the nation. And the Lord God is going to do such a great and mighty thing that it will be something that will be international as well. So I want you to pray about that. I'm sharing it with you because it's time to tell you, glory be to God. And if you know of people who fit that bill, you know, a mature man or woman of God who is anointed and has the gift of song or is a musician, contact me, send me an email. That's Michelle Donatian Ministries at Outlook.com. I would love to know about it. And uh, I would love to contact them. Or if you know of a location that people would be willing to donate so that we can have this wonderful prayer meeting um, and uh, or they're willing to give us a great deal on, let me know. Send me an email. Shoot me an email. Glory be to God. Send me a message on Facebook. Send me a message on Twitter, a DM, and, or an Instagram. Leave me a voicemail here on anchor.fm. If you've got the Anchor app, you can gladly do it. But I thank you so much, each and every one of you. I love you. And to Jesus be all the praise. Hallelujah. Well, sweet people of God, I want to thank you so much for joining me here today. Tune in tomorrow for a new and fresh word from the Lord for you. This is Pastor Michelle Donatian signing off. God bless you and to Jesus be all the praise.